This is Jasmine with Listen to Your Single Friend. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the lonely. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to have you guys back. Uh, Last week's episode was so fun um, because, like, you guys were reaching out to me about that episode, just about all these, like, quote unquote, dating gurus trying to tell us what to do. And we're not having any of that. I'm tired of the mess. I know that y'all are tired of the mess. Um, So, yeah, if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to episode 13, um, it was called Who Gonna Check Me? And I was going off. (laughs) So last week was such a fun episode. This week, I am bringing you guys another guest. Hey, Delencia. Hey, guys. Yeah, my name is Delencia Ross, and I am a confidence and mindset coach. So I'm so happy to be here with you guys. So happy to have you here. You guys will get to hear a little bit about her background in a moment. But this week, we are talking about dating as an introvert. And I am so excited about this conversation. And I'm so excited to have Delencia here to kind of help me tackle this subject. Um, Keep the conversation going with us on Instagram and Facebook at Listen to Your Single Friend. Uh, Twitter is Your Single Friend. And friend is spelled F-R-N-D. Make sure you tune into our accounts on Fridays for Screenshot Friday because it is lit. Um, Listen to Your Single Friend is a book, as most of you know. So make sure you sign up for the book mailing list to get information on release dates, pre-orders, etc. Go to our website, listen to your singlefriend.com. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, even if you listen to um, the show on another platform. All right, now it's time to throw it back to our trivia from last week. So, Delencia, I want you to try to answer this question before I give them the big reveal, okay? (laughs) Okay, I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. Okay. Men are more likely than women to shop for more than one partner, with blank percent of men saying they will purchase a Valentine's Day gift for more than one romantic partner compared to only 6.3% of women. The options are A, 20% of men saying they're getting gifts for all their booze, 35% is B, C is 42%, or D is 3%. I just want to say that I'm like shocked that people, that's even a thing. That never crossed my mind that anybody would buy gifts for multiple partners anyways. But, okay, I'm going to go with A, 20%. You're right. Ah. (laughs) There we go. I think this is the first. I think this is the first (laughs) in the history. Maybe one other person got it right, like live on the show. But I stop people every week. So you should consider yourself proud that you got it right. Um, Yeah, that was your guess. (laughs) It's so funny that you said that because one of my homegirls reached out after last week's episode and she said exactly what you said. I didn't even know that that was a thing. She's been in a relationship forever. And she was like, wow, people really do this? And I can't believe that men are giving out multiple gifts. Like she was shook. But the way that I think about it, if I was a single guy, you know, guys are traditionally the ones gifting. 
So if I was a single guy and I'm dating, I, I promote dating multiples. I don't believe in keeping your eggs in one basket when you're single. If he's dating three or four girls, you get a gift, you get a gift, everybody gets a gift. <laughs> you know, so when you think about it, I'm like, okay, I as a single woman, probably, that's why the woman percent is 6.36. For men, it was right. 20%. And I'm like, okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense, but it just... It didn't cross my mind, but when you think about it, if you're talking to more than one person and you are at that level, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Now we're going to go into our guest game. As you guys know, when we have a guest on the show, we like to have some fun, get to know people. So what we're going to do is play the hot seat game. And basically, this was just Delincia. This is the game we used to play <laughs> when we were in college. We still play it kind of now, um, where basically we put someone in the hot seat and we just rapid fire questions to you. So if you don't want to answer the questions, you drink. I'm not going to ask you any questions that are that hard. <laughs> so you don't have to, I mean, you can drink if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, but basically we're just going to rapid fire questions to you within a short time frame. I'm going to set the timer for 60 seconds. Once I set the timer, I'm just going to go bang, 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 just rapid fire questions and you answer. Okay. Sounds good. All righty. What is your relationship status? I am currently single-ish. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. What's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, see, um, I'm thinking it has to be something Destiny's Child, but I can't think of a specific one for sure right now. Okay. What are you doing as soon as quarantine is over? I want to travel so much more. I've I've done a few things here and there, but I'm ready to go take a trip abroad somewhere. What's your zodiac sign? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. <laughs> Um, do you watch Harry Potter? What's your Hogwarts house? I have never so I was watching one of your past episodes and I was like, I've never read the book, I've never watched movies. I do know what Harry Potter is though. <laughs> so at least I got that much. <laughs> Favorite physical feature of the opposite sex? Uh their smile, Ooh. for sure. What's your love language? Physical touch. Okay. Do you think body counts matter? Ooh, right at I the time. <laughs> <laughs> Right at the timer. All right, Delencia, I just like to start that off just so we can have a little bit of fun. Um, but tell us who you are. Tell us age, where you're from, what you do. Tell us all your business. <laughs> yeah. So again, my name is Delincia Ross. I'm 28. I am from Houston, Texas. Um, I graduated from Louisiana State University, so go Tigers, if there's any Tigers out there. Um, I've done a few different things in my lifetime, but currently I am a confidence and mindset coach, so I am out there empowering women to own their identity unapologetically and just get into that place where they're feeling super confident and super okay with who they are, super in love with themselves. What's the name of your program? Yeah, so one of my programs is called Find Your Shine. That's my one-on-one -on -one private coaching program. So it is six months long where I take you through the whole process from going from shy to shining, finding your identity, and all that good stuff. Okay, cool, cool. Now, you said you were single-ish. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. I'm single. I don't have a boyfriend or anything like that, but I am getting to know someone right now. We don't have a title or anything, so we're just in that stage. I'm not actively seeking 
to talk to anybody else, but I'm also nobody's boo officially yet. <laughs> okay, okay. Has this been going on? Am I allowed to ask? How long has this been going on? About about two months now. About Ooh, two months. This is exciting. You're kind of right at that cusp of where people are starting to try to figure out, hey, okay, what are we? <laughs> literally did an episode about this, episode 11. I was like, it's about that three-month mark where people start getting the itch. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, what was your longest, or is this your longest relationships or single stint? Um, so, the longest time that I've been single was probably around a year. Okay. Probably around the year. Okay. So you're a relationship gal. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely prefer it. I was engaged once before, um, but now we're we're moving on from all of that. Okay. Okay. And I just want to put a quick thing in here. She did say she was from Texas. I checked on her before we did this show. So I don't want you guys thinking that I made her do this episode. Yeah. She ain't got no power or nothing crazy. Yeah, so. No, we've, we've got the power back. We've got the water back. So we're good. We're trying to get back to normalcy. Okay. Okay. We're glad to hear it. And hopefully everybody in Texas, I do have some Texas listeners. So hopefully you guys are doing good. It was a weird week. I'm from Michigan. So I'm like, ah, we're used to it in Michigan. Yep. But having winters in the DMV, I'm like, wow, you guys, come on, you know? And so I can't imagine, I can't imagine. So we definitely have uh, thoughts and prayers for the Texas folks. We appreciate it. All right, guys, now it's time for your quote of the day. I am always going to start you guys off with some positive vibes. So our quote of the day this week is, The law of attraction states that whatever you focus on, think about, read about, and talk about intensely, you're going to attract more of into your life. So I like that quote. Like I it's actually that's um, so right up my alley. I love that. It's um, do you read chicken soup for the soul? I have not. I know what it is, but I have not read it. So the um one of the guys who created it, Jack Canfield, he's the one who um set this quote. And I'm actually reading Chicken Soup for the Soul, Think Positive right now. Ah. So I try to pick, I don't think I've ever finished a Chicken Soup book. Because, you know, it's like a hundred stories, a hundred small stories. Um, But I'm committed to finishing this one. So I'm trying to just read one story a day. Um, So just to, you know, give me some positive vibes. But um, he actually is the one who said that quote. Um, And I just love it because it's like, you you are the energy that you attract. You know what I mean? Like, I just always want to be that person that lights up the room and that makes people feel good. But you have to be mindful of those thoughts that you carry with you and you, you know, like the things that you think about. So it reminds me of like the yellow car theory. You know, like if you're out and you're thinking, I never see yellow cars, all of a sudden you start seeing yellow cars. You know what I mean? And that's just the simplest explanation of the law of attraction for people who don't really understand it. What you think and what you, what's in your spirit and what's in your mindset, that definitely um, carries itself out in your reality. And it's a good way to help shape your reality. So some things that I try to stay away from, you don't hear me, you've never heard me on this podcast, guys, say anything like, all men do is cheat, all men ain't shit, there's no good men out there. I don't put that kind of energy into my atmosphere. I'm aware that there are some men who are unsavory. I am aware, you know, I mean, I've had situations that weren't the greatest, but I don't make sweeping um, 
generalizations like all these dudes ain't shit because if i think that way then what am i going to attract ain't shit that's all you're gonna see (laughs) (laughs) period period so that's you guys' quote of the day all right it is time for goals and goofies um this is some okay so really quick for those of you don't know goes and goofies is basically where we talk about anything we've seen on the internet anything that's trending you know whatever flavors in people's mouths this week um but this first goals is personal news um and i was given permission to share this um a lot of people who know me know how much i love my grandmother we call her Gigi. um Gigi is 70 years old and on valentine's day Gigi just got engaged so yes i know <laughs> what go Gigi. yes it's so i was so excited so i called her. i was like Gigi, can i tell my podcast and she's like okay she because is she she knew exactly where i was going with this because like i had talked about this i had brought up kamala harris and doug like sometime before or sometime like in december for goals because kamala didn't get married for the first time and so she was 50 when she married doug and so it's like people are finding love and in Gigi's case she's 70 and her and mr ron we call him mr ron they've been you know they've both been married before but you always have a chance at love like and i just thought it was I thought people needed to hear that. You know what I mean? A lot of times we put timelines in our heads, especially those of us who are pushing 30. We about to be over the hill, according to us. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, no, you know, like people out here finding love at all facets of life. We don't have to have that crazy timeline in our head. So I'm super happy for Gigi and Mr. Ron. If you know her, you know, she's the sweetest little human being ever. She is very nice. And sometimes I have to tell her, you need to be like me. You need to be mean to people. (laughs) (laughs) Toughen up a little bit. (laughs) Right, right. But she is just so sweet and she just deserves. So yes, I'm super excited. So that's your goals. Gigi got engaged last week. So and she's not even... She's not even doing a big to do, which is annoying me. So, Delincey, I'm a I'm a wedding planner, <laughs> and so I'm like, <laughs> and you're like, please let me do it all. Let me get everything laid out for you. <laughs> and she's like, we're just gonna go to the courthouse, and I'm like, I mean, you're seventy. I guess I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> But yeah, I get it. They don't want to make a big to do, and it's the panoramic. So I'm like, okay, but. <laughs> You're like, but if you ever think about it, just know I'm here and I'll clean the whole thing. I'm already planning their one year anniversary for next year. So there you go. <laughs> she don't know it, but we're going to have a party. <laughs> It'll be a surprise one year anniversary party. Yes, yes. She don't listen to the show. She don't know how to. I'm not dragging Gigi, but she don't know how to listen to the show. So watch this be the episode she listened to and get married. Right. She's like, oh, Jason, um, I found it. <laughs> Right, right. But yeah, that is definitely go. She can find love at all facets of life. Um, I have another ghost this week. So SNL, Saturday Night Live, just came back last night. So we're recording on a Sunday. So last night. Um, and my boo, did you watch Bridgerton, Delissi? I did not, not yet. <gasps> okay. Harry Potter and Bridgerton are two things that need to be on your agenda. Um, Bridgerton is just sweeping the Netflix, you know, it's just become a crazy phenomenon. Um, and Regine, how you pronounce his name? Reggae Jean Page is the fine, beautiful British black man. 
the stars on the show. And he was the host for Saturday Night Live um, yesterday. And there was this segment, since this is, you know, the start of their new, this is the start of their 45th or 46th season. They've been around forever. Um, there is this song. There's this segment that they did. And the girl, it's this beautiful, gorgeous black girl named Ego. She starts off the song. She's in the club. She's dressed up real cute. Like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. I'm this, I'm that, blah, 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 blah. And then she sees Reggae Jean. And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to take you home tonight. And he's like, yeah, that's not gonna happen because this is all happening in your head. And so then it flashes to her being on her couch, in her sweats, <laughs> just vegging out. And everybody's like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous because like, why SNL got to drag the single folks? Like, right. <laughs> but you just got to poke us. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, who told you to tell my business on TV? <laughs> um, they, uh, the song is called Loco. So just for anybody who hasn't seen it, I, I actually posted it to the Instagram page today, but I'll post it again on Wednesday when this episode drops. Um, but the song is called Loco and it's featuring Bad Bunny because Bad Bunny was the musical guest for that day. But it is funny. I'm not going to tell you everything that happens, but that's basically how the song starts. And basically just dragging us this in this pandemic, like just going loco. So... <laughs> The song is a bop, guys. Like, people are like, this needs to be a ringtone. It needs to be on iTunes. So go listen to the song, Loco. Just go on SNL's page. It's right on there. Um, but if you need to Google it, Google Loco, Bad Bunny, Saturday Night Live. Hilarious. So that she goes this week because we need a little bit of laugh, okay? <laughs> we out there struggling. <laughs> we need a little bit of fun. I'm okay with poking fun at the pandemic life, the single life, whatever it is. So I thought that was really funny. All right, now it is time for Goofies. Um, I have two this week. They both happen to be celebrity things. Well, actually, only one of them is Goofies. Um, <sighs> Megan Thee Stallion is dating some rapper guy named Party. Party, it, it's spelled P-A-R-D-I, Party Fontaine. Um, all the girls talk about how fine he is. He I. <laughs> um, I love Meg. And you're from Texas, so I am from Texas. Meg. I love Meg in Texas. <laughs> okay. okay. I love Meg. Um, that's my girl. But this man, so basically the week before they confirmed that they were dating, a video hit the Twitter web and basically someone was on live and you can hear party banging down a door trying to get into the bathroom while Megan was in there with some of her homegirls and it just came off very um violent and aggressive and it was just like you know it was real it did it gave me the ick like yeah, I didn't sure. I didn't like it um so He's banging down the door, banging down the door. And the guest, there's another video of him actually like busting into the bathroom. And I guess she's in there with her homegirls. I don't know what they were doing. I heard one of the girls say, uh, someone's trying to use the bathroom. So I don't know if they were like doing makeup or their girl was like using the restroom or where their friend was. But I know it's he's like banging down the door, being mad aggressive. And I don't like that because like with the whole Tory Lanez thing, like I'm so protective of Megan and just like, you know, a lot of people are starting to blame, well, they blamed her for the Tory shit. So like when this thing happened and it hit Twitter, it's like, oh, like, you know, Megan and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so what, what we're not going to do is blame women for abusive men's behavior. <laughs> 
Absolutely not. That's on him. <laughs> exactly. So this is what we're not going to do. So party gets goofy because not only did he do that, so then that was last week, just the other day. Oh, so then he posted all the, you know, shenanigans that he did for her for Valentine's Day. And I was just like, uh, I don't like it. It gives me the ick. Then Megan gets on Instagram live with him, basically confirming like, yeah, this is my boo. I like him, whatever. At one point he gets behind her and like, I think he has his hand on her neck and he's like trying to like nibble, like lick on her ear. And it's like, I'm not doing it justice because it's not in a sexy way. You know what I mean? It's kind of in like an aggressive way. Like if y'all remember like when Summer Walker in London on the track, when he kind of choked her and she's like, stop, Megan did the same thing. And she just can like, can you like get off me? You know, like she's like, can you stop? Like she's pulling away and she's telling him to stop. So he two for two at this point. I think that we can acknowledge that Abusive men are um, responsible for their behavior, but we also can say at the same time that, you know, Megan does need to take a step back and kind of think about what are good traits in a partner? You know what I mean? Like, what are good qualities in a man that I want to date? Because there's a pattern here. Right, right. It's like something about what she's attracting, what she's putting up with is letting these men know that this is okay behavior. It is really what she's putting up with. Because I know that they're not coming at her straight out the gate being, you know, abusive. You know what I mean? And, you know, abuse, I'm not saying, like, he's not beating up on her or anything. But it's just, it's just coming off really icky. And mm-hmm. I just, she needs somebody that's going to treat her right. And that doesn't feel the need to control her. I was talking to my, one of my guy friends and it's just like, it's more so like, she's just a strong woman and got a strong personality. And like some men just come into her situation and like want to almost manhandle her and like put her in her place. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't like that. So I don't, I'm not really here for the party thing. We're definitely going to keep our eyes on this situation. I just want Megan to be happy and I want her to be safe. So yes, he Number two one, for two. Safe. He two for two at this point. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, it doesn't give me warm and fuzzies. So watch the videos for yourself guys. I mean, you're probably going to pick up on the same energy that I did, but, you know, I'm hoping for the best. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> um, This last one, I don't want to say that this is goals or goofies, um, but this is just a follow-up to something I talked about in a prior episode. Kim and Kanye are calling it quits. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, I said before, I don't, you know, I hate to hear that people are getting divorced, but when people do get divorced... Most times they're like, no, this is me choosing myself. You know what I mean? And this is me choosing my happiness. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm I, happy that they are choosing. Well, Kim's the one who led this. Um, I'm happy that Kim is choosing her happiness. I still think that both of them are hot messes. <laughs> it's so... But I don't, I don't celebrate people getting divorced because my biggest thing is like, they have a bunch of kids. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> A bunch. Hella. Hella babies. And they're not older kids either. They're young. How old is North? North is seven, I think? Somewhere in that age. She's definitely like elementary school age. Yeah, I just... I am... um, I'm sad for the kids. 
They can't control who their parents are because both of their... We can talk about Kanye and his mental health issues all day, but Kim, she got her West. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's special. <laughs> Sis got her ways. Um, yeah, so it's more so a follow-up. It's not goes or goofies because, again, I just... Uh, they And who knows if they even go through with it, you know what I mean? Just because they both... Like I said before, they're both very attention hoary. so who knows if they even go through with it? But I do have a feeling that Kim is going to go through with it because just of things I've heard in the streets. Um, but, yeah, that's not a gore nor a goofy. It's just an update. Kim and Kanye called it quits. Take it as we may. <laughs> It's the end of an era. How about that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, guys. Now it is time for our main segment. Um, So I consider myself what I call a cuspy. I am both an extrovert and an introvert. um, But I recently just found out that there is a word for my kind. And it is ambivert. 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 Ambervert. Okay, I just found this out doing my research for this episode. I was like, oh, there's a name for this. So I definitely present as like an extroverted kind of person, but sometimes I just don't need, <laughs> I just don't need people. I don't need the nothing. Um, Still need to say sometimes. Exactly, exactly. So I wanted to bring on a guest to kind of talk about um, basically introvert life um how dating impacts you as an introvert I felt like I couldn't do the subject justice because especially because I prevent present so extroverted um you know so I just really wanted to bring somebody else on the show just to kind of talk about that when I had looked up Delencia I really really loved her program um and so she plays off the word shine it's spelled s-h-y-n-e but it's a play off the word shy and I was like oh my god this is the cutest thing (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you picked up on it when I first named all my stuff that I was like well, people realize what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> I think that you had put in the subtext something about the word shy. So I was like, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I really, really like that. So that stuck out to me. Um, you know, I have friends that are introverted and they listen to the show and they're just like, I can't do all of these things that you're telling us to do. And I'm just like, yeah. Gonna get fed on this boulevard is how I feel about dating. <laughs> um, but some things that like stuck out to me on your website, you talked about um, basically as you're helping um, people and introverts kind of live their best life. You said you know they should look to achieve success because of the introverted nature, not in spite of, and also not while pretending to be an extrovert. And I love that. I think yeah, that for it, me is saying live your truth. Like live your best life. <laughs> live what your truth is. Don't be trying to be like these extrovert people. Like don't, you know, and don't think that your your introverted nature is like um like a detriment, right? Yeah, absolutely. So many times people think that like, oh, I'm an introvert, so I'm automatically going to struggle in this area because dating is made for the people who are like willing to put themselves out there. But there are certain things that introverts are more innately just good at, even things like listening and asking questions. Those are some of the things that when I found that I'm dating, people are always like, oh my gosh, like you ask the most amazing questions or like I feel really safe talking to you because people that are more extroverted 
tend to like to be the talkers. Mm-hmm. And so it provides a different experience for the people that you are getting to know. Can we um, do some definitions real quick? What do you define as an extrovert? So extroversion and introversion has, it has to do with your energy. So one of the examples that I've read about and that I think defines it really well is if you were to go to a party that you really enjoyed mm-hmm. and you're there for a couple hours, at the end of it, do you feel like, oh, I want to keep the party going and I would like to be around more people? And that really like invigorates you and pumps you up and you're like, I'm ready for the after party and the after after party? Mm-hmm. Or are you like, all right. That was enough. Now I need some space. Even though you enjoyed the party, it had nothing to do with how great the party was or how bad it was. It's just how do you recharge? So extroverts tend to recharge by being around more people, more things. Um, Their just sensitivity is different. They like a lot of things going on, whereas introverts like low sensitivity. They don't like a lot of things going on at once. Too many people, too many things. It kind of just drains them really quickly. Okay. Okay. Fair. Um, I feel like introverts get a bad rep. What do you think are like some of the misconceptions? And I'm assuming that you identify as an introvert, right? Yes, I do identify as an introvert, a social introvert, and one that sometimes presents a little extroverted as well. But I I am for sure an introvert. (laughs) What do you feel like are the misconceptions? Because I know one of my friends, like people think that she's mean (laughs) because she's not as outgoing. And like, and she also has resting bitch face. I don't think every introvert has resting bitch face, but she definitely does. (laughs) And so people think she's mean. And I'm like, guys, this is the nicest person you will ever meet in your life. (laughs) Yeah, they, a lot of times just people think that they don't like people. That's a big one. People assume that if you're an introvert, that means you don't like people. And that actually has nothing to do with being an introvert or an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, some people tend to come off as um, a repellent. Like they um, have that resting bitch face. They look like they don't want to be bothered, things like that. They also think that they don't like to have fun. They don't like to be social or that they... (laughs) inherently don't know how to talk to people, which none of those are true. And that kind of goes more into shyness than it does introversion, because those two things are actually separate. And a lot of people don't realize that either. Okay, okay. So all introverts are not necessarily shy people. No, not at all. Because so with shy being like the opposite of confident, you can be introverted and be confident as hell. Okay, you can also be a shy extrovert, which is sometimes a little less common, but you can be a shy extrovert. You can be someone that is fully recharged by people, um, like being out, like having that high sensitivity, but you're nervous. You're nervous to present yourself or to be your own person or those types of things. So shyness has more to do with um, how you interact with people. It has to do with social anxiety more so. Mm. And introversion is just whether or not you're recharged by being amongst others or by isolating. Okay. Okay. And I feel like some introverts do play into this. I just can't people today. Like, (laughs) so, I mean, I've been caught saying that, like, or one of my good friends, she'll say, my people meter is low. (laughs) And I love that. But we, we do associate it with, people you know and being around people yeah 
And, and I think it's one of the things that if you are an extrovert or are more extroverted, it's hard to imagine because for you, whenever you're going out in public, being around people brings you to life and you love it. And so then when someone is more introverted, they're like, man, I love the people I'm around, but just being here with everything that's going on is super draining. And so it's not, they don't like the people, they just need, they need a re-up. They need to go recharge so they can go back out there. I feel it. I feel it. How do you think, um, or like, what do you think some of, I can guess, but what are some of the challenges? We'll break this down into two parts. In dating and then in relationships. What do you think are some of the challenges that introverts face in dating? Specifically, getting to know people and, um, you know, meeting people, you know, meeting romantic partners. So in dating, I think the most obvious one is going to be the fact that you don't necessarily mind sitting at home alone. <laughs> and so you, know, you have to go and put yourself out there and feel like, man, I like in order to meet someone, I can't just count on the cable dude coming and knocking on the door. Like, or I can't count on the Amazon guy coming and knock on the door. Oh. I have to go and talk to people and do things like that. And while you you won't necessarily struggle on the date specifically, but just having to do that over and over again, especially if you're in the actively dating phase and especially mm. if you're trying to do multiple dating, if you have your rotation going, which I'm a big believer in, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to take a lot more energy out of you than it would someone who just enjoys being out and about all the time. Mm, that's a good point. That's a really good point. So, okay. So how can we support our introverted friends and also tell them like, you're making excuses to not date. <laughs> like, I want to be, you know, I want to be supportive, you know, and it's not in, like you said, not in spite of their introversion, but sometimes I feel like people make excuses and it's like, like you said, the Amazon man, I mean, it's some hot Amazon guys, but come on. <laughs> we don't even see them anymore. We don't even see those guys anymore. So right. how can we kind of be supportive, but also give them a little nudge? <laughs> I think sometimes people forget that certain things are a way of life and not everything goes by what we like doing. And so as an introvert, I think it's super important that you do manage your energy and you know what's going on. But if you have a friend that's that introvert, you're going to need to tell them to do it in their own way. Maybe they can't handle a roster of 10. That's fine. Yeah. But maybe they talk to less people and that they're more intentional about the people that they are talking to. They don't have time to be playing the games for ever and ever and ever with these people that they're talking to because... They can't handle all of that. They don't want to handle all of that. So if you're trying to entertain all these dudes that are around you or whomever you're talking to and you are an introvert, that's going to take a lot more out of you and it's not. It's going to make the dating process unenjoyable. So encouraging your friends to say, hey, okay, you don't have to get out there and talk to a billion people. Yeah, Find one person that you want to talk to or a couple people and be intentional about that and be intentional about cutting them off if it's not going to be the right match so that you can enjoy the process. Yes, yes. So 
I mean, but do you think that introverts can't? I'm 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 entering dangerous territory, so check me. Do you think that introverts can't really handle like the casualness of dating? Do they? You know, you mentioned being intentional, and I feel like a lot of people that listen to the show, we are looking for someone serious. We are looking for a partner in a you know romantic, com- you know, connection. But sometimes we just be having fun. <laughs> we need what we need, right? Yeah. <laughs> And and I think that as an introvert, you can absolutely you can absolutely handle casual dating, but you have to be more intentional about how many people that you're entertaining at a time because you're spreading your energy thin. While one person might be able to say, "I can have a different person every night," and that doesn't bother them, an introvert's going to be like, mm, "Okay, I I did something Sunday night, but Monday through Friday night, like is me yeah. time, and, and that's how it's going to be different." I love this. It's almost like a numbers game, like spreading your energy maybe once a week as opposed to every day or once a month, but that kind of thing. As I was doing a little bit of reading on this, I was reading that a challenge for introverts tends to actually be opening up. So it's like, we're here, we on a date, but it's like, (laughs) you know, like a little bit off-putting. Do you find that to be true? Like a true challenge for introverts is like, ugh. Yeah, especially if, um, because even introversion and extroversion is is on a spectrum, but if you are one of the quieter introverted types, then it can be harder to kind of put yourself out there or to open up to people. And so what I always suggest to people is that if you are not someone that enjoys talking about yourself a lot, it's a great time to flip that conversation. And if you're not good at doing the talking, then you need to be really great at asking the questions because usually the other person will open up and talk about themselves. And then all you have to do from there is to be curious, ask follow-up questions to what it is that they're talking about and then allow, and then once you get to know them a little bit better, then you will feel more comfortable saying certain things about you, but have your boundaries. You don't have to tell them your whole life story on day one. (laughs) Right, right, right. You don't have to tell them all your business. I feel that, but I can definitely see that being a challenge because it's like, like I can, I'm really good at like communication and talking to people and extracting information. And then it'll be an hour later and people are like, wait, you never answered a question. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about you. And I'm like, that was for a reason. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like that was actually intentional. Um, yep. <laughs> how do we get over that barrier though? Like, because some people like me are really, really good at, I, I can be, but see, I'm, I'm a ambivert, so I can be really good at talking and good at listening, but how do they get over that? Like I'm talking, I'm listening and I'm asking the questions, but it's like, there comes a point, what I'm getting at is the vulnerability. <laughs> and, and I don't even think that it's, we're specifically talking about introverts here, but that is everybody, especially this generation, these millennials, yeah. people don't want to open up. Like at what point, you know, do we get past that vulnerability stage? Like I feel comfortable opening up to you, you know? Yeah. And I think it, you have to, before you ever show up on a date, you have to ask yourself, what are you comfortable sharing? And what aspects of that are you comfortable sharing? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times where it really like it sets you off is when somebody asks you a question, you're like, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Or I don't feel comfortable telling you all of that. So if you go from the get go and say, okay, I'm willing to talk about this, that or that, but I'm not going to tell you my body count. I'm not going to tell you all of these other things. Have a preset response to how you're going to handle a person asking you something 
that you don't feel comfortable answering and practice. Maybe not, maybe the first time that you practice having a vulnerable conversation shouldn't be whenever, if you're going to get married or not, is yeah. on the line in your head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, That's talking fair. to uh, other people just to have conversations in general who you have no interest in having any sort of romantic involvement with. So you get used to having those conversations. That's a gem for everybody because I feel like I, I didn't. I'm a talkative person, but I didn't, I wasn't always good at communicating. And so something that I started doing, I'd say about 10 years ago, um, I practiced on elevators. And I think I said this on the show before, but like, I would literally get on the elevator and I'll make small talk. It was a requirement because at the time I lived in, I would get home at the same time as everybody else in my apartment building. So I was always on the elevator with people or at work. I was always on the elevator with people and I made it a requirement. Take off those headphones or at least turn the music off and just engage with that person that's on the elevator. That's something that kind of made me more comfortable with, um, just communicating with people. I, and I hope that doesn't like take too much away from like an introvert. Cause it's like, it's not really a big exchange, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it doesn't yeah. have to be a big to do. Yeah. And, and one of the other things that I had to start doing was, and I realized that because I grew up like as this shy person, a lot of times I feared people asking me things. And so I got in this habit of whenever I would see people out and about, I'd automatically, you know, like, turn the eyes, look down, look at your phone, like pretend like you don't see the person coming. And so I started to challenge myself and say, like, even if you're not talking to every person that you come across, allowing yourself to look other people in the eyes, because then you get more comfortable with having that energy exchange with people. And especially if you start doing that with men or whomever it is that you are interested in, that's going to, that's going to give them a signal that, oh, okay, like that might be a person that I can talk to. Because if they look at you and you immediately turn and like look away and act like you don't want to be bothered, they're going to be like, well, you're cute, but you're probably going to turn you down. So I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) It's exactly what you talked about earlier. It's the the confidence thing. Like I may not say words, but you're going to see that I see you. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's real. Uh, So with dating um do you think that there's like do you think dating apps are easier for introverts because you don't have to or or do you feel like is that still an energy exchange when you're getting on the apps and doing the whole shebang yeah and I think that goes back to the numbers game because it can be easier it can be easier to start the connection because you can do it more casually and all of that sort of thing. But what gets overwhelming for a lot of introverts is if you are swiping right or whatever to every person you think is attractive and now you have 15, 20 DMs in your inbox and you're like, I can't handle all that. (laughs) Which has happened to me before where I'm like, ooh, that's too many. So now, whereas I was trying to date multiple people or whatever, now I'm like, throw the whole phone away because oh it's going off too much and I can't handle it. And that was oh overwhelming for me. So I have to, you have to limit yourself even there. Yeah, yeah. I personally, and you, you know, troubleshoot me here. Do you feel like the single life is easier 
for introverts because I feel like I'm talking like actual single life. Y'all are cool with being at home and chilling. Yeah, I feel like it's easier for you guys to be legit single because you're like, I like being at home. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it allows introverts to kind of stay in their comfort zone a little more because they're like. I don't need nobody. I'm having fun. I got my wine on the couch watching Netflix. Like, yes. I'm good. I don't need nobody. Yes. But then you show up to, to Christmas dinner and your family's like, girl, <laughs> you knocking on 30. Where's the boo? Oh, <laughs> not understand me. Parents want grandkids and everything. The so. ghetto. I talked about that in episode three, Surviving the Holidays While Single. Yes. they The family needs to stop. Okay, <laughs> leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, but I but what I do want to add there as a caveat is that introverts can still struggle with loneliness just like anyone else because humans are made for some type of connection, even if that connection is managed differently. So while an introvert may enjoy their time alone, if they have zero interaction with anyone, they're going to start feeling that need for a pool. They're going to want to, something that introverts love is those deep conversations and things like that. Mm. Those um, things that make them think. And so if they're not getting stimulated in that way, then they're going to feel like something's missing as well. That's good. That's really, really good. Um, Yeah, I like that. I just, I do. I thought about that when I was doing my readings. I'm just like, well, if they don't need to be out and they don't need to be dealing with people, I feel like the pandemic has probably been great for introverts too. <laughs> it has. Blame everything on the pandemic. Like, oh, sorry, I can't hang out. My bad. Pandemic. You saw that viral video, that girl. I'm sorry. Yes, the <laughs> everything is like, I'm the same way though. And I just, I thought to myself, I was like, if the outside just miraculously opened tomorrow, I can't go. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. If everybody was safe, I'm gonna self quarantine. Even if y'all say we could, (laughs) yeah. If everything was safe tomorrow, I would still be like, I can't. I I am going to be honest, but but that goes back to just me being a little bit of both. There are some times where I'm just like, this is great. I'm in the grocery store and I'm like, I don't even have to. You know, it makes me mad when I'm in a grocery store and people try to have conversations (laughs) because I'm like, back up. You don't see this mask? This mask means don't talk to me. Because before, it was my headphones. But you know people still talk to you anyway. We have our headphones. And you politely ignore, even though you can hear them for real. But you're like, just act like I don't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back to your point, it really is just about, you know, introverts still want companionship. And that is a myth that I wanted to bust. (laughs) Because... Uh, be it you like sitting on the couch, you would love to sit on the couch with a person. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and what because I mean? it's about that energy management, a lot of times that is why introverts do thrive in relationships because they don't need to have the big group of friends. But having that one person that's there for them, that's down for them, that they are comfortable opening up to and going through life with, that's their sweet spot. So, well, that's a good segue into like relationship management for an introvert. Is this something 
that an introvert should be telling a partner, like, hey, there are going to be some days I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> like, is this something that should be stated? Is this just something you let people find out? <laughs> like, No, I think communication is definitely key. And I, and I love that we're in a generation where things are a lot more common, where, like, we ask each other the love languages and, yeah. and your Myers-Briggs and all of those different types of things. You ask about Zodiacs. So I think it's an important conversation to have because if you don't have the conversation, you're going to be bumping heads and not understanding what the problem is. If your partner is a is an extrovert and they're saying, hey, baby, let's go out with the friends every Friday night after we get off of work and you're an introvert, you're going to be like, Again? like I just want to go home and decompress after a long day. And they're going to be upset with you because they're like, how can you say no every single time? I don't understand why you won't bend. And it has nothing to do with the people or your love for your partner or not. It's just simply a matter of you need that time to recharge. So maybe Saturday would be a better day to do that because Friday night after work, you're like, I'm done. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like I I was that way. When we were going into work full time, I'm like, do we have to do stuff on like the only way I would do stuff on a Friday night is if it's like a concert or something that I absolutely cannot miss. I'm like, I have been peopling all week. Exactly. Can I just go home and get in the bed and just chill, you know, but I can just imagine like, I think that it needs to be um, definitely communicated up front because something that I worry about is like, for introverts, you don't want your partner feeling, you know, like you said, getting frustrated with you or feeling like you're disengaged or feeling like you're not interested. How can an introvert show their partner, hey, I'm in this. I just don't want to go to happy hour every Friday. Like, what are some what are some ways that they could actively show their partner? I'm down for the cause. <laughs> I think it comes with a little bit of compromise. I don't think it would be fair for an introvert to say that. I never want to go anywhere ever, even though they might be comfortable with doing that. So like I was saying before, instead of the Friday Friday night happy hour, maybe you go do something on Saturday. Or maybe instead of going to somewhere that's like loud and crazy and lots of people, maybe you decide to go to somewhere that's a little more low key, like like a lounge wine situation, somewhere that's like people are just kind of in their own zone instead of everybody everywhere. Um, those alternative methods, offering suggestions, because if you just say no and you don't tell them why or give them something else to go with, they're just going to be like, well, dang, you're like buzzkill. What the heck? That's exactly (laughs) what I was getting at. I think that introverts need to be a little more proactive in their relationships. And even when they're dating, um, hey, I actually don't want to do this on Friday, but next weekend there's going to be X, Y, Z. Can we do that instead? You know what I mean? And because you don't want, like you said, you don't want to be a buzzkill. (laughs) And you don't want to be like, damn, she don't never want to do nothing. (laughs) I just want to do Netflix. We can only Netflix and chill for so much. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now, well, let 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 me take a little angle here because with the pandemic and people dating, I feel like it is very enticing for an introvert to accept home dates. How do you yeah. feel about that? <laughs> okay, this is probably going to be one of those things where I'm saying, do as I say, not as I do. Because <laughs> as an introvert, I've definitely more than once a person's like, 
hey, well, like, let's come over and cook and let's like do these things. And that seems great to the person who doesn't really want to go out and about and do all of these things. But I think that there are some better alternatives to that that lend to you sticking to your boundaries a little bit better because when you're at somebody's house and it's the first time you met and it's pandemics, you ain't got nothing else to do. Like at least it it offers itself up to leading to things or you having to be more strict about boundaries in a way that you're not ready to do. So if you're doing things like um, going to walk in the park or things like that, that makes it a little bit easier so that you don't have to Agree. Like put on cop mode and be like, I will not, I will not, I will not. Cause that's not fun for you or the other person. I agree. I just don't want the girls <laughs> thinking like it, 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 it's, it's, I mean, even as a semi introvert, it's like, it's really tempting to skip Definitely. steps right now. It is very tempting, but Sometimes if you give them an inch, they take them out. So, you know, I feel like my biggest thing is like, like I said, I'm trying to find the balance between, you know, living your truth as an introvert and no excuses. Because you better believe after this episode airs, I'm going to be calling my introvert friend like she said, did you (laughs) stop making excuses? (laughs) like I really really I'm trying to find the balance of what is me you know suggesting you do something unnatural as opposed to me telling you stop being fucking lazy (laughs) well but even like even when you're in a relationship if you are the type of person that you're dating because you want to be married one day there is no scenario in which you only ever do the things that you want to do and the other person only ever does the things that they want to do. You will always have to compromise in some sort of way. And so that starts even when you're dating. So yeah, maybe you don't feel like going out or doing all of these things, but maybe you do it on a lesser level, but you still put yourself out there a little bit because it it does require compromise. Know where your boundaries are, know where your standards are, and know where your wiggle room is but realize that it's not always going to be comfortable or easy or just Mm. kind of what you want to do. Let's talk about those standards and boundaries. I think that a lot of women in general have difficulty. Like, I know I don't like to go come over and chill, you know, but for someone who, you know, may be a shy introvert, it may be difficult for them to necessarily communicate that. You know, what are some things that you suggest for people asserting those boundaries and standards without just, you know, because I feel like some people have a tendency to either clam up or just don't respond at all. I I know people who were just like, I don't know what to say. So I just am not going to say anything. (laughs) I've definitely been there before. And and I say this is a good time to not invite a bunch of people because I definitely think that when you invite too many people into your business, when it comes to dating, it just, Mm -hmm. it kind of, it goes crazy. But I would say gather your one to two people that can kind of hold you accountable. One of your, one or two of your girlfriends who, who you can say, Hey, this is who I'm interested in. This is what my boundary is. And they can help check. Are you doing things that you said that you were going to do? Are your boundaries reasonable are they something that they know that you can actually enforce? Practice what you're going to say to enforce those. Practice what you're going to say when the person bucks up against you and doesn't want to go into those yes. things. <laughs> because that's what happens. I know a lot of times, especially if you if you slipped and said, yeah, okay, you can come over and we'll cook and we'll watch Netflix. 
And then you're like, but I'm not going to sleep with him. And then he touches in the right spot and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what? Like, what are you going to do? You need to know beforehand what it is that you're going to do when that happens because it will. You're going to open up to yourself because people, people will try. People will try to say like, okay, how far can I get? The men's will try. What I'm hearing <laughs> is preparation. Um, and I love that because I've talked about that before, specifically when it comes to communicating certain things. Um, somebody actually just, um, I put up a post on the Instagram account today asking what does success look like for single people? And mm. one of the commenters was like, you know, do I answer questions about how long I've been on the dating app? You know what I mean? Does that count for me or against me? And I don't answer those types of questions. I'm really big on redirection. I am very mm-hmm. big on redirection. Because I, I, as I told her in, the, in that comment, I feel like people are just trying to gauge, okay, are you going to be desperate because you've been single for a couple years? Or are you moving too fast because you just broke up last week? Am I just a rebound? I feel like those are gauging questions. And so like, I had to practice my response to that because as I told her, it would, it would, as I put in that post, it bothered me when a man was like, oh, so how's the app going for you? And I'm like, I'm still here. Fuck you, me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not that well because I'm still on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but I learned to redefine what I looked at as success. So there, it was an insight thing for me because I had to redefine what success meant in dating. But also, I had to learn how to practice what I was responding. So now I'm just like, oh, I've been on the apps for, you know, I say I've been on the apps off and on for a while. I've met some incredible men, made some great connections, and hopefully I get that lucky again. Listen. Yeah, that's the perfect answer. And I feel like also when it comes to those questions, too, sometimes we have to check our own emotions because what happens is a person asks that question and we and our mind are projecting onto them what we think yes. that means. And we're saying, you know what? He doesn't want anything. He's just trying to figure out X, Y, and Z. And maybe yeah. that's not with a men at all. Yeah. So having a great answer like that is perfect because you didn't come off as like salty or bitter yeah. or anything and like spew this negative energy on, on that person when maybe that's not what they were trying to do at all. But you gave them redirect. I'm still like, I'm on this app. It's yes. not going well. But I don't say that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's my thing. If I'm still here, that means shit is still very ghetto, okay? But, you know, I have learned to lean into dating and I have learned to just be happy for the connections and for the vibes. Um, but no, that's, that's really, really good because I just feel like in general, women, we have an issue with, you know, asserting those boundaries. And like you pointed out, we might have our canned speech, but what happens when he pushes back? Exactly. <laughs> you know, what, what What you gonna do then? You know what I mean? Because some men are crafty in their words as well. And it's like, well, you said that you didn't want to come over, but all the restaurants are closed. It's a pandemic, this, this, and that. We've been getting along great. You said you're comfortable. Like, they will run you down. Exactly. And so you have to have a real good reason or an alternative that sparks something for both of y'all because they will, you're going to start listening to him and be like, oh, well, you do have a point. And I'd much rather you come over anyway. So why am I saying no? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. In my heart of hearts, I would love for you to just come over and we just, let's just rip off the band aid. But 
boundaries. Boundaries are a thing. So it's important. You, you said on your website, taking action out of authority instead of fear. Like, do you feel like that's kind of what we're getting at there? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Because I think sometimes people, whenever they're making those decisions, especially when it comes to dating, especially when it comes to your boundaries, you're like, I don't want to say this because then they're not going to talk to me anymore. Then they're going to cut it off or whatever. And it's like, if if that's the only reason that you gave that answer, or if that person does cut you off because you asserted your boundaries, that's not the person you need to be with anyways. Exactly. So that actually pushes you more into the direction that you need to be going in because now you know, okay, that was a Mr. Wrong. That was a person that I wasn't supposed to be with. And knowing that you have the power to, to journey and navigate your own dating experience, you have to take control of that and take responsibility for what's happening because the more that you bend to your boundaries and make decisions out of fear, that's only going to continue into the relationship. And you're always just going to only be doing what they want to do. And then when something that you feel like is super important to you, maybe it's no longer should we Netflix or chill or not. But when something is super important comes up, they're going to make a suggestion and you're not going to know how to buck up to it because you've spent that entire time saying, "Mm, I'm going to do this because he said it or it was a great idea. Because he was very persuasive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Something I wanted you to touch on, what are some confidence boosters for introverts? Because you talk about speaking with authority. You talk about, you know, being basically being positive about being an introvert, but really the place to get there is a lot of stuff that people need to kind of practice internally. Do you have like two or three examples of what a confidence booster looks like or things that people could do like more practical to kind of, I guess, be more assertive and be more positive about their introversion? Yeah, absolutely. So confidence, when you boil it all down, comes from having the experience of doing something. And so a lot of times people feel like, oh, I want to have confidence before I go out and do it. And that's not really how it works. You have to put yourself out there first. So where I always like to start with is it goes back to that self-love. It goes back to self-trust and self-awareness. So one of the things that I love to do is called mirror work is where you stand in the mirror and you start picking out things that you love about yourself. And maybe in the beginning that seems super hard and difficult, but as you go on, it gets more easy. And so as you get used to not only hearing compliments, but noticing things about yourself that you love, it'll start to radiate. And whenever you go out there, you're not as worried about oh my gosh, do they think that I'm pretty? Do they think that I wore the the right outfit or things like that? You already know it because you've seen it for yourself. I like that. Mirror work. And so is this like, what do you think about like affirmations and stuff like that? Like it may not necessarily be like physical things, but like mental things, you know, like like we kind of talked about in the quote of the day. It's like the law of attraction, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I love affirmations, but I think a lot of times affirmations are done the wrong way. So we sit here and we go, I'm worthy of being loved. I'm worthy of being loved. I'm worthy of being loved. But you know in your heart that you don't believe that. Ooh, you're shaking the table. (laughs) So then when it doesn't work and it's not sticking or you're a year later still trying to say the same thing and you don't believe it yet, it's because you didn't believe it whenever you said it. So affirmations have to be rooted in something that you love. So one of the things that I always do is, or two things that I always do is write it out. So when I journal it, 
and I visualize at the same time, it helps me see things. When your brain can see something, when your brain can see how that situation will go through, it makes it more attainable for you. So if you sit down and you write out um, the things that you love about yourself, the things that you're going to do with your partner and you're visualizing those things, it brings in your senses and that's, uh, that's rooted in psychology. Um, whenever you can do that, when your brain can experience it, thinking about what you can see, feel, taste, smell, all of those things, it makes it come alive for you. And those are that's when those affirmations will work better for you. And it's something that you need to do repeatedly, not just when you're having a bad day. So it's like proactive affirmations. So if there are things that you want to feel when you're in a relationship, if those are things if there are things that you want to call into your relationships or attract, start doing it now, even if you feel like it's not a big deal. If you want to have a partner that romances you and like buys you flowers and and, do, and does those types of things, um, start visualizing that happening now so that your brain is super used to it and your body is used to those things happening and start doing it for yourself. Because one of the best things is to be whatever it is that you want. So if you're trying to say I'm worthy of being spoiled, and to you, the definition of being spoiled is being taken out on a date and you have flowers that are brought to you and all those different types of things, do the affirmations, visualize it, write it out, but also start doing it for yourself. Take yourself out on a date, buy yourself flowers, do all of those things because now your body's used to it. And now your brain believes that you're actually worthy of those things because it's already experiencing it. You're not waiting for a partner to give that to you. Yes. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love that. What I'm hearing is like, you're alluding to manifestation, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You didn't say the word, but I'm like, oh, that's manifestation. When you talk about, <laughs> when you, talk about you know, and, and and all this is really, I'm I'm a follower of the law of attraction, so all of this is yes. this, this, <laughs> the umbrella of LOA. Um, for me, the hardest part, and, and and these are just not for these aren't obviously these aren't jewels just for introverts. This is for anybody. Oh, for everybody me, the hardest, can take these. Yes. Yeah, the hardest part is like, and you have this right here, getting in your own way, overthinking and self-sabotaging. I am a Virgo (laughs) and we get in our own brains and we tend to be the realist of the group. Um, That is a problem for me because I have foreseen about 15 ways in which things go wrong. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's a struggle that I have when I'm manifesting. Like there are certain things that I've manifested for myself without a shadow of a doubt. And I'm like, this is going to happen for me. And this is going to be what it is. And it's, you know what I mean? Just confident. And it happens for me. I deserve a millionaire man. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And you're like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that, but yes, it sounds good. So I'm calling it. <laughs> I like that affirmation. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, there there are things that we do, but then it's like when we're when we're manifesting, when we're when we're and I don't want to get too high level, but when we're thinking positively about the things that we want in our lives, there is a tendency to think about the negative aspect. What is what is it? Like why do we do this? Like why do we have a tendency to like fuck up our own positive mind, you know? Yeah. And and I think the basics of it is that we're trying to protect ourselves. 
And so the best thing is to not even judge yourself for doing it because what happens if you're saying, oh, I want to I wanna call in this amazing partner, but I'm scared that they're going to cheat because I've heard that men cheat and all these different types of things or whatever, whoever you date, your brain is just saying, I don't want this to happen to you. I don't want you to get hurt. And especially if you, you're used to being hurt or you have an experience doing that in the past, that's what's coming up. And so you're just trying to protect yourself and there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to recognize that and you have to separate your thoughts from reality. You have to separate your feelings from reality. Facts are not feelings or feelings are not facts. They're separate. And so it requires you to get in a constant habit of being self-aware and recognize what's going on in your brain. So journaling is a good way to do that. Meditation is a good way to do that, to just observe what it is that is going in and out of your mental. Um, Whenever you're going through a situation, instead of just diving deep into how whatever it is you feel if you're angry and all that type of stuff yes feel it yes let it out but also then come back pull out your journal and say okay why do I feel this way yeah where did it come from yeah what other things in the past have contributed to this is there evidence that even supports what it is that I'm saying because if I'm saying oh my gosh I feel like he's gonna be a cheater where did that come from? Has he done anything that suggested that he would be that type of person in the first place? Or are you projecting that from your past hurts? You preach it. You preach it right now. (laughs) And this is not just for the introverts. I love this. This really applies across all scales. Like one of my friends called me like a week or two ago and she was like, I was like, oh, how's it going with, you know, she's dating this guy. And I was like, oh, how's it going? And she was like, I don't know. I don't think things are going that great anymore. And I was like, well, what happened? And she's like, yeah, you know. And she proceeded to tell me nothing that had changed. So <laughs> I was like, so his behavior has been exactly the same as it was when I talked to you two weeks ago. Yeah, but you know, I was just thinking maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe if he should call more. I don't know if like there it's been two days between calls instead of one. And I'm like, but basically nothing has changed. And she said, Well no. <laughs> and I'm like, so so why aren't things going well? <laughs> and she was like, Okay. <laughs> that was all she said was like, okay, Jasmine. <laughs> And it's, like, thing, it's not even that something is going bad, but it's not going how we want it to look perfectly in our head. And so then yeah. we start, your brain starts trying to, trying to fill in the story. It's saying, I want this to happen. And because that's not happening, something must be wrong. So that person must be cheating. That person must not like me that much anymore. They must be too busy. They must have too many other people on their roster. And you start trying to fill it in. But none of that might be true. Maybe it is. Yeah. And I think... I think there's something to say for trusting your intuition, but also check your intuition yes. because it can go on either side. I agree. I'm big on trusting my gut. My gut does not steer me wrong. However, to your earlier point, there are times where I am projecting. I'm literally just projecting. And I'm just like, it is Friday night and I have not heard from him all day. He yes. Out with these bitches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I have to look back 
and my relationship when I was 16. I didn't hear from my boyfriend all day. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. He just had a long day at work and went home and took a nap. <laughs> you know? Yep. And, that, and that goes back to making decisions out of fear, making decisions out of authority. Are you scared in that moment? Are you worried that something has happened that has happened before? Or is there actually that gut feeling, that God uh, feeling that's in you that's saying, no, that's not right. And you, and if you practice being self-aware, if you practice asking yourself those questions, you'll be able to tell the difference. Discernment. It's all about discernment. And that's something I talk about a lot. Like it's even in dating, there's a lot that you can gather <laughs> from people just discerning. Okay. And we kind of alluded to this before. They may not be doing things out of negative intent. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, if a guy is asking me to come over and chew, he might be on some bullshit. You know what he means? <laughs> but that's not always the case. You know what I mean? So it really just comes down to discernment. If you've been getting to know a guy for two, three months and he wants to cook for you, hell yeah, you can cook for me after three months. Because exactly. I've been three months. But see, I know myself and I trust myself. And I know that if you have made it to three months, if you made it to two months, hell, <laughs> let's be honest for jasmine caress if you have made it 30 days because i got a rule of threes <laughs> like i got men figured out by three days three weeks or three months so if, yep. you, have, if you have made it but, you know it. <laughs> i i i really i prayed heavily way back when on learning how to discern because mm-hmm. i was in situations where i got led on or i was in situationships and i'm like why didn't I see this? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. There was always signs there that he wasn't in it the way that I was. You know what I mean? And I was so uh-huh. frustrated. So I've I've really learned, but to the earlier point, I've practiced how to discern. Yes. So if you make it that far, hell yeah, you cook for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like cook for me, take me out, do me all the things, fly yes. me out, whatever. <laughs> I deserve. Okay. <laughs> um. I want to make sure we cover tangible things in dating um, for introverts. We kind of talked about dating apps. Um, how does the introvert, let's just say the outside is open. How does the introvert, or I'm in the grocery store or whatever, how does the introvert kind of make a connection with a person when they're out in public? Yeah, I think introverts are naturally curious people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are people that tend to have an affinity for deeper conversations than just the surface level. And so I think that a lot of times is what gets in the way because say you're in the grocery store, I don't want to have a conversation about the weather. I could care less. <laughs> I don't want to have a conversation. No <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I'm hearing no small talk. Yeah, no small talk. So um, knowing as an introvert what it is that you're passionate about, what is something that you could have a super deep conversation about, and looking for those areas as an in. So if you are someone that, I don't know what it is that you like, um, I have a super deep heart for like the foster care system and things like that. So um, for me, if I am in a situation, if I'm in a place where that could be brought up naturally, that's going to be the end that I use versus just, oh my gosh, your your shirt's cute. Yeah. So I've had this happen before where if you like wear a shirt about something that you're passionate about, like um, if you, like if I was, if I loved foster care, one of the volunteer organizations that I used to 
volunteer for, if I wore their shirt, that would be an easy way to start up a conversation with someone about something that I actually would like to talk about and not just your shoes are nice. Nice. I'm that's that's free game too cuz I am big on um crew necks and t-shirts uh-huh. with things that I like. So people get me like a lot of Harry Potter stuff, a lot of Hamilton stuff. Yes. Um I love things with words on it, like a a, a funny quote or something like that cuz I feel like those are conversation starters. Exactly. Actually having to start the conversation. Yes. So I think and I really find that I'll find that nine times out of 10, if you wear something like that, if you wear Harry Potter and somebody likes Harry Potter, they're going to comment on it. And so that's for an introvert is great because then you probably don't even have to start the conversation. You you put out there what it is that you like and the people who like what you like will naturally gravitate towards that and say, oh, let me ask her about that. And so then, and now you have an extrovert that's letting you know that they're willing to talk. And yeah. now you just have to ask those key questions to lead the conversation on. And now you have a deep conversation about something that you actually care about than just the small talk. And even without like making fashion statements, I feel like that practicing thing that we talked about earlier is so important. Like just having five or six segue questions you know what I mean or five or six questions that are just like I know I can point the conversation to things I want to talk about (laughs) you know we can talk about the weather and then I can tell you how important I don't know global warming is ah that's exactly (laughs) exactly nice segue yeah Exactly. Having the that handful of things that you know you have something to say about, something to say about at length. And for a lot of people, even for introverts, if it's something that you're passionate about, you can talk forever about, yeah. even as an introvert. And so that's really where introverts shine. So if you have your questions lined up and you can steer the conversation towards those questions, it'll, it'll come a lot more naturally to you. Fair. One thing I wanted to ask you, um, should introverts date extroverts? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think and I think it happens a lot actually because you balance each other out. I so you have two introverts, you're always at home. You'd never go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you have two extroverts. Y'all gonna like I don't know, something crazy is going to happen because you're just like always out and doing everything. So while you could date either one, I think introvert and extrovert pairs are great because you do have that balance. Whenever you need to be pulled out of your shell, your extroverted partner will be there for you. And whenever your extroverted partner needs to be grounded a little bit more and turn into to themselves and have a great conversation about something and just return home, you will be that balance for them as well. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. I was just reading and I'm just like, like to the question about challenges earlier, I was reading something about it being a challenge for your extroverted partner to understand you. And I'm just like, Ooh, should they even be dating extroverts? You know what I mean? Like, is it better to date someone who completely understands you or is that too comfortable? You know what I mean? Or you date someone a perfect or, you know, the opposite, but now they're challenging you a little bit more. It's complicated. And because I think introversion and extroversion exist on a spectrum, it can there can be some balance in that. So you might on one hand have a person who is the super, super shy introvert, Mm -hmm. 
and they might have a little bit more problems with someone who is ridiculously extroverted. But if you have someone who is more middle ground introvert, they might pair really nicely with an extrovert. Fair, fair, fair. This was an awesome conversation. I just feel like I should have been taking, I'm going to listen back to this and take notes. Because <laughs> you were dropping gems, good sis. Tell us how we can support you, your website, your programs, give them something to look up after this. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is DeLimciaRoss.com. And um, I'm sure you'll be able to see the spelling of my name and the show notes and the title of the podcast and everything. And it's the same thing on Instagram, DeLimciaRoss. So that's where you can find me on Instagram. I'm also playing around on on TikTok and trying to start to have a few conversations on Clubhouse as well, all the same handles. Um, But those are the main places that I like to hang out. And if you are someone who knows that you are ready to move out of your introverted comfort zone and into a place where you are confident, unapologetically owning your identity, just being more of yourself, falling in love with yourself and succeeding and going to leadership and all those different things because of your introversion and using that as a highlight and not a hindrance, then I also offer one-on-one coaching. That's a six-month program called Find Your Shine. Awesome. Awesome. You know what? I feel like I want to be a part of this program. And I'm an <laughs> I feel like there's a place for me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then you have the Shine Society. And that's not the same thing as the one-on-one coaching, right? Yeah, it's separate. It's separate from one-on-one coaching. However, everyone who's in my one-on-one coaching gets an invitation to that as well. And so that's more of like a masterclass in which I teach on a group level instead of just individually. And so you'll have people that come to that on a monthly basis and we'll focus on whatever our topic is of the month and we'll do a deep dive. It's a workshop style and you can learn from that. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, it's Black History Month, guys. Support Black women, support Black businesses. <laughs> yes. Black businesses. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely support. I feel like just talking to you, I'm like, ooh, I, I see the value in your program already. And I got to read the reviews on your website. The reviews are up there for you guys if you want to see them. Make sure to follow Delencia on Instagram because she definitely posts some really, really awesome, just little tidbits. Um, and engage with her and interact with her because even if you're not an introvert, I think that as we've shown in this episode, there's a lot of value, you know what I mean? And just showing up for yourself (laughs) and just being confident in who you are. So I love this. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this segment. All right, guys, now it is time for our dating tip of the week. This week, we have a guest, so you know, guest choice. Delencia, what do you have for us? Yes, my dating tip of the week is going to be pointed at all my introverts out there, and that is to stay true to your boundaries. That's even more important for you as an introvert because you don't have the energy expenditure to just be interacting with all these people. So you got to know when to invite people in and when to move on because your energy is limited and you need to honor yourself in that and keep your boundaries tight. Energy expenditure. Say that five times. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love that, guys. Your dating tip of the week. Stay true to yourself and your boundaries, period. All right, guys, now it's time for Down in the DMs. Down in the DMs is when you guys send me emails, 
text, tweets, uh, <laughs> DMs, anything, asking me questions, asking me advice, you know, the whole shebang. Um, this is a girl, Delencia, give me a fake girl name. Brandy. Brandy. Okay. <laughs> Brandy actually DM'd me and she said, Hey, Jasmine, I want to date again, but I hate the beginning stage of getting to know you. What are some good topics besides favorite color, favorite food, siblings? What do you do for fun? So, Delencia, I'll let you tackle that first. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That I feel like, especially as introverts, that's the one thing that we're like... Can we, can we just fast forward, skip yep. past all of that? All of the same conversation that you have with everybody over and over and over again. And my tip for that is going to go back to what we were talking about before. We were saying having those topics that you're really passionate about and that you could steer towards everything. So talking about things that you stand for, um, things that are important to you. And especially one of my favorite things has to be has to do with your goals and where you see yourself in the future Um, and going deeper into those little nuggets of information about a person because it give you're wanting to give the person an opportunity to show you who they're who they are outside of things that you could already read on their Instagram bio (laughs) go into deeper than that so yeah talking about um people talking about um, movies or organizations that are super important to you. Okay. Love it. Love it. Absolutely agree. Deep dive and deep dive doesn't have to look like, tell me your trauma. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Please don't ask a person that on the the first question. (laughs) There are ways to deep dive without going all the way (laughs) there. Um, Something that I think is important that I think this is very underrated in communication. Don't underestimate open-ended questions. What's your favorite color has one answer. (laughs) How many, how many siblings you have? One answer. Ask open-ended questions. Um, Some of my favorites, I like to ask Marvel versus DC. And then I make people explain why. You know, and that's always a fun conversation because yeah. if we don't agree about Marvel versus DC, now we're having a little fun debate um, and get creative with those basic questions, asking about siblings and favorite color and that kind of thing. You can ask things like which family member is closest to you in personality or which childhood story does your family repeat all the time? Because we all have those stories. Exactly, yes. Your parents are not going to let you live down. <laughs> um, and then at that point in the conversation, then you start breaking down. You don't even have to ask, are your parents still together? You know, did you grow up in a nuclear household? When you ask these creative versions of those questions, you can still get the same end result. Because at that point, it's like, oh, yeah, one time when I was visiting my dad, oh, you were visiting your dad. So now you know that, you know, they didn't grow up in a nuclear household. You don't even have to directly ask those questions to get people to tell their business. (laughs) Um, And and at that point, then you can start poking and prodding. And now you've been having a 15 minute conversation about their family life as opposed to, oh, I have two siblings. Boring. Yeah. We don't like boring. Like, and I wrote down for colors, you can ask what color represents you in the morning and then at night, or what color mm. are you feeling right now? And That's I like those. One. Yeah, those are sneaky. 
because yes. you find out are you a morning or a night person i am black at night no actually i'm not i'm black in the morning at night i'm like pink i be up yes. dancing at 2 30 in the morning watching youtube like no one yep. asked me to be in bed <laughs> <laughs> Because it's all about, it's not about what you ask, it's about how you ask it. So it's taking those regular questions and sprucing them up to that lends itself to something that requires them to give you more of a story and not just this small little thing, something that gives you something to go off of. Yeah. And I think it was the episode that you had with Derek, maybe where he was saying that they were looking to see that the experience that they're getting from you is different from any other experience that you've had with anyone else. This is one of those main ways that in the early stages, you can do that because they're used to being asked those same questions from every other person that they've been talking to. And if you need to, write it down. I've definitely gone back before and had a list of like, oh, these are some things that I could go to. So if if I didn't quite know where the conversation was going, I'm like, all right, which one of these can I pull into this conversation and spice it up a little bit? a great way to set yourself apart in dating like you really have to get creative on that aspect i am good for googling some questions like make it spicy and fun y'all people are not gonna forget that and you'll remember the conversations and the interactions and it'll just create a better interaction because they are more memorable and more thoughtful yes for sure these are real people real people real feelings real experiences make it interesting Yes, because like we mentioned earlier, just be naturally curious. I'm just nosy, so I just like to get all up in people's business. (laughs) This was really good. I am so excited to hear like what kind of creative topics you guys come up with. Thank you so much, Brandy, for your question. If you guys have advice questions, please email me at listen to your single friend at gmail.com with down in the DMs in the subject. Now it's time for our trivia. Delincia, you cannot answer this question because they will find out on next week's episode, okay? Okay, got it. True or false? A survey asked, since the pandemic began, how's your sex life? 13% of people in relationships admitted to having less sex, whereas only 10% of single people admitted to having less sex. True or false? you'll have to find out the answer on next week's episode all right guys it is time to wrap up the show oh my gosh this was so awesome i just feel like some true gems were dropped i feel like there were some real action items and takeaways and tangible things that people could walk away with from this episode delincia thank you for coming thank you for having me Make sure you guys support her program, sign up for her coaching. If anything that she said resonated with you today, follow on socials, make sure to connect with her. Send them away. Even if you don't feel like you need this, send your friends this way too. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to like, rate, review, and share the show. I'll talk to you guys next time.